This is Coach Chris Holtman. You're listening to Drive the Lane Podcast. Mr. Owl, how many licks does it take to get to the Tootsie Roll center of a Tootsie Pop? Let's find out. One, two, three, three. Three is a magic number. Yes, it is. It's a magic number. Drive the Lane Podcast, as you can hear. The theme of today's episode is three. Why is that, you ask? Because we talked to John Diebler, the best three-point shooter in Big Ten history, Ohio State history, and arguably the history of the sport. Joey and I also talk about overall the best three-point shooters of all time. Underrated, overrated, underappreciated. You name it, we name them. We have to talk about it because we're a Buckeye podcast, the slumping Ohio State basketball team. They will eventually figure it out. They didn't figure it out this weekend against Indiana, but we're confident they're going to figure it out, and we'll tell you why, and we'll tell you how. we got some interesting theories. But before we get to all that, got to talk to you about High Street Tees, our presenting sponsor. You know, if you're passionate, nostalgic, and straight-up nuts about everything and anything Ohio State, you need to go to highstreettees.com slash DTL. Check out their tees, pint glasses, and more. You know, they got Mean Mr. Mustards, Papa Joe's, Bernie's Bagels, all nostalgia, all the nostalgia you could need. They also have threes above high shirts. We recommend those. We wear those. We rock them. Ohio State only lost one football game when we wore those shirts this year. You know, go to highstreettees.com slash DTL, and let's save you some money. Use our promo code DTL15 for 15% off your entire purchase. That's DTL15. High Street Tees, a toast to High Street legends, past and future. Buckle up, drive the lane. All right, we are, I thought we were back from Sports Hell, but apparently we're still in it. But uh, the good news is Ohio State basketball did not lose today on the day we're recording. This is uh, Thursday. They didn't lose today. <laughs> they so. did not. Ugh. What's up, Andrew? Lose. How you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh, you know who's not doing too well? <laughs> the swagless Ohio State basketball team. They do not have Buckeye swag right oh, now. Oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> they do not have. Let this. They do not have Buckeye swag right now. Something that I tweeted the other day that I wanted to point out because it was the smartest thing I felt I've ever tweeted as an analyst since we started this podcast. As an expert who thought Oklahoma was going to play Ohio State in the college football playoffs. Exactly. Well, you thought Ohio State was going to be the championship, too. But since Ohio State beat Kentucky in Vegas, we all know what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Apparently, the winning ways of the Buckeyes. Relax. Holy moly. Since that game, Buckeyes are 0-3, while Kentucky is 3-0, including a win over Louisville. You know, we we both know that this – this season's going to get turned around. Kyle Young's going to be coming back eventually, hopefully. and He will be. And Practice things will be saved. But. Yeah, I wish you guys could see me. I was in a really good mood. But. Start talking about as this. of right now, that was a turning point for the Wildcats and a high point for the Buckeyes. And hopefully that does not stay as the high point for the well, season. Yeah, I guess. I, this, we're, not, we're not a Kentucky podcast. What are we I'm not – I'm just pointing out yeah, no, you're, two no. completely – It's a good point. It, it shows you It shows you what a good win can do and what a bad loss – well, it's not a bad loss. It's a great loss. It was them. a great loss for them. It, it woke them up. Stay woke. Stay woke. Because really they were playing like slugs. 
geez. Hopefully, I mean, when this comes out, because we're recording on a Thursday, something will have happened with Beeline. He'll either for sure still have his job. Why? They, they came out and said they're sticking with him. Yeah, but then I saw another report today that they're sick and tired of his long film sessions. Should we? Yeah. T- welcome to college basketball. There's a lot of film sessions. And do you think he brought that to uh, the... Yeah, just like all of his terminology is like named after zoo animals. Like what? Like polar bear. Well, I know what zoo animals are, but what does polar bear mean? I don't know what it means, but he says like polar bear all the time. How old is he? He's like 70-something. So he's a slug. No, he's a thug. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that that's just one of the best headlines that I've seen. Yeah, yeah. Beeline, <laughs> John Beeline apologizes to his team. For calling them, but I, what I don't get about the quote is the quote is, "You guys aren't playing like a bunch of thugs." Isn't that? Wouldn't they be happy? No, he about said that? you are playing. No, like aren't. The quote is aren't. Are you sure? Kyle Arnts. No, no, aren't not Arnts. You guys are playing like a bunch of Kyle Arnts, which is a good thing. It's a compliment. I just think it wasn't a compliment. I, I just think slug is such a funny thing. There's too. no way John Beeline was calling those guys a bunch of thugs. There is no way he meant to say that. He said it. He's got to own up to it, but he didn't mean it. He did no not chance. mean it. He meant to say slugs. Lethargic and slow. Right. And, and slimy. And slimy. It's just, and you'd gross. think when he was calling someone and like unappealing. lethargic, slow, and slimy and unappealing, he would have been talking about his players at Michigan, you know? He had great players at Michigan. Yeah, but they were a little sluggy. <laughs> Mitch McGarry's a slug. Yeah. I bet you he's a slug right now, too. Yeah. Probably just... All right, before we <laughs> before we move too far away from Ohio State basketball, yeah. what do you think, other than Kyle Young coming back, what do you think this team needs to do to make turn things shots. around? Make shots. They just got to make shots. Oh, my God. I'm so not worried. It, it stinks that losses – losses – in college basketball, obviously losses mean a lot more than, say, like the NBA, you know, because, like, you only play 30 games instead of, like, 80 games, you know, but it just stinks that these losses matter. So, they're just so – much more zoomed in and narrowed in on because teams go through, like, only the best teams ever lose three or less games a year. You know, like, they're mm. going to lose games. It's it's a make-or-miss league, and Titus talks about this all the time. Um, Mark Titus always says, you know, I find it that the team that makes more shots wins, and that's what's happening. Ohio State's not making shots, and as stupid as that sounds, we're winning games when Dwayne Washington is scoring 17 points because he's making shots, and we're losing games because – you know, him and guys like Luther Muhammad and C.J. Walker, they're not shooting as well. And that's yeah. the nature of basketball. And they've played – I don't care what Wisconsin's record is, it, they always play us tight. I don't care what Maryland's record is, or even though they're frauds, but like, apparently they're not now. Going to College Park and winning is not easy to do. It's not It's not easy to win on the road, heads losing to Minnesota, who almost lost to Northwestern the other night. So, I mean, like, it's just – the get-right game is going to be Indiana. they got to win that game. It's – as close to a must win as you can have halfway through the year as, as you know, it's possible. But Indiana almost lost to Northwestern at home, which means they're probably going to come out and murder us. I say this all the time. Me and my dad talk about this all the time. It seems like Ohio State is the barometer for most teams because, for example, Wisconsin beat us. When Illinois went to Wisconsin, I said, you know what? I will bet my life Illinois wins because Wisconsin just beat us. That's what happens. We seem like we are, this year especially, are going to get every team's best shot, which is very fun. As a player, not fun as a fan, though. The, uh, Illinois went to Wisconsin and stole their debit cards and committed fraud because Illinois are frauds. And they'll probably Correct. Illinois frauds. lose their next game by 100. Very but fraudulent. They are very fraudulent. Um, 
But the, the they big, are. Can I say? I was. Jo- I, I don't know if I was joking around, but I was saying that Illinois is never going to win with the defense they play. They've changed their defense this year, and it's the spread has been there four years or whatever. The best defense they've had in four years, the best in the Big Ten right now. There is some turning point that's happening where he realized, oh, I I can't just play run and jump and leave people wide open and backdoor cuts so every team can come back. I think, you know what, I saw this on Twitter that some analytics guy at a Boston Celtics practice came up to him and said, hey, just so you know, here's the details on your defense versus other defenses versus yada, yada. I think that, you know, a light bulb went on in his head and they're playing. They always played harder than almost every other team in the conference, but now they're playing smarter, and I think it's showing. So Illini fans... As fraudulent as your team is, get prepared to go to the NCAA tournament because I think they're well, they're headed that way. Well, it's like this: uh, in the movie Catch Me with Catch Me If You Can, I the, seen it. Leonardo DiCaprio and Tom Hanks. I haven't seen it. So I'll just give you a brief summary: Leonardo DiCaprio leaves he's, his house at age sixteen and starts making fake checks and starts pretending he's an airline pilot, so he gets free flights. All this crazy stuff commits the most fraud ever. His oh, name's, Catch Me If You Can. Catch Me If You Can. His name's Frank William Abagnale. It's based on a true story. Frank okay, William what? Frank William Abagnale Jr. And he, he goes to jail, and he's in jail, and the FBI agent that tracks tracked him down and sent him to jail comes to him. Brad Underwood. Brad Underwood comes to him and says, is this check real? And he said, no, this is fake. You can see this, 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 this. And he ends up Boom. working. That's he ends up working for the FBI, getting oh. out of jail. He's had like a 50-year or 60-year FBI career. He didn't have to stay in jail. What does that remind me of? Illinois basketball. No, no. <laughs> That's not where I was going. No, they, but they are they're Frank William Abagnale Jr.ing the NCAA. And it's starting with the Big Ten. Oh, that's like Blacklist, the show Blacklist. Yeah, I haven't seen that. It's the same, same plot as well, Blacklist. Well, in Blacklist, there is a criminal who is basically hired by the police to track other criminals. It's the same. It's the same. Yeah. It's, we, won't, we won't put you in jail and murder you. Yeah, that's a very yeah. common theme. Yeah. I watched a show called, like, Prison Breakers. I think it was just Prison Break. No, Prison Break was the show, but it was, or no, it was called Breakout Kings. And it was about a bunch of people in prison. They got to come out and be detectives. It's like Dog the Bounty Hunter. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of things. Anyway. But long story short. It's just like Mean Girls. Illinois is is Leonardo DiCaprio. Brad Underwood is Tom Hanks. Catch me if you can. Catch me if you can with a sprinkle of the sweet life of Zach and Cody. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Just to speak about the Big Ten a little bit. Yeah, let's do a quick Big Ten wraparound. Hit me with some stuff. I'll give you some thoughts. On I some just got things. some – just want to tell you a couple crazy things. Sure, yeah. Okay. Crazier the better. Iowa – just try to bear with me with oh, this. Yeah. Okay. Iowa, ranked 23rd, who always goes from yeah. 30th to 8th, yeah. uh, loses at Penn State, a game that we both thought they were going to win. It, well, it was – I, I take it everything back. Game. It was in the palestra. So that's not at Penn State. What the hell is the palestra? Oh my God! Do you hear this guy? Do you guys? What the hell's the out hey, everyone out there listening. Am I gonna have this to This guy's cut a, this? this guy's an extra or an expert. Am I gonna have know to the palestra? The palestra is one of the most famous basketball arenas in the world. The palestra? Yeah, it's in Philly. Oh, oh, the palestra. Oh, in stop Philly. it! Oh my God! <laughs> no, they play the palestra, which they do once a year. So that's uh, automatic win. That's not an automatic win, but it, but it's not playing at Penn State. Iowa always plays well at Penn State. Just like I said, Rutgers was gonna beat the shit out of Penn State. They did that. Just well, like, but I did say that. Well, I, that's what I'm talking. That, that's what I'm talking about right now. Okay, and then Rutgers. Rutgers is third then Rutgers turns around and beats Penn State. I love Rutgers. Ohio State b- loses to Maryland. Rutgers. Steve Peichel pounding nails. Illinois. Illinois beats 
Purdue by 150, and then Illinois beats Wisconsin by one. Did Michigan, Michigan beat Michigan Purdue? only beats Purdue by six. Michigan State's beating Minnesota by four at halftime after beating Michigan by 30 at home. Not 30. Well, 10. 20. Wasn't it 20? That was like 10. Well, Cassius Winston. Cassius have you been Winston. seeing all the stuff on Twitter that's like everyone who doubted Cassius Winston? He had the top odds to be... No, no, no. Doubted in terms. Once the season got going, people were like, "Who the fuck is this?" Okay, guy? but he still had the the top odds man, to be sorry, player of the I, year. I mean, Miles Bridges was my like, man went through some traumatic stuff. Like, cut right. him, no, cut but him they were break. downing him. Like, I, anyone who said he wasn't the best point guard, like, who well, said that? No one said that. He was supposed to win player of the year, which who knows what he's going to do because they could go on a thirty game losing streak and then win at Duke. You want to hear? We're talking Michigan State. I have a theory for everyone out there, and. This is not fact, and I'm the biggest Ohio State fan on the planet. Remember that, and I'm the biggest fan of this coaching staff and these players on the planet. Remember. Let that. me tell you, I've I've watched some games, and I've seen you interact with some people. You are not the biggest Ohio State fan on the planet. Well, there yeah. are some wacky people right, who are it, bigger fans. Yeah, than you. I'm not a whack job fan. I'm a like a realist fan. But this is now Titus. There's no way he's listening to this. But we were texting about the game, and I. Told him I said, "Hey, just in case you want to get out in front of this, because he likes the weird conspiracies and for his podcast that has way more listeners than us." Said, "Feel free to use it. Use it as your own. Take it for what it's worth." Do you remember years ago, Tom Izzo would Denzel Valentine would mysteriously have knee surgery, and then Michigan State because they were the number one team in the country. Michigan State was firing all cylinders in December, January time, and Tom Izzo mysteriously. Denzel Valentine would have knee surgery, and then they would come back down to earth a little bit, and then they'd peak back up in March. So Titus used to always say that Izzo was forcing them to not peak too early. Right, what they did with Langford this year. That's what Holman's doing this year. With Musa? No, no one's hurt. But well, just Kyle Young's hurt. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> I want to say. Oh, emergency appendectomy. I'm just kidding. That's not. I mean, I, I want to jump on board with this theory. But no, but the, the theory but is nothing to do with injuries. It's just he pulled back the reins. He said, "Look, this team is the best team in the country right now. We don't want that in Jan- in December, January. We want that in February, March. So let's rig it back a little bit." And now, you heard it here first. Indiana, we're losing one game the rest of the year. National champs. Okay, <laughs> but they're losing the Indiana game. No, no. After Indiana, um, okay. That's a little bit out there of a conspiracy. It's a little I, bit out there. Don't take my word for that. I'm just throwing. The it out reason there. I I think that's the dumbest theory I've ever heard is Whoa, my <laughs> is God. the dumbest theory you've ever heard. It's because if they lose to Indiana, Remember, it's this gonna, is the guy that doesn't know the Palestra and thought Oklahoma was going to beat LSU. Well, it's not a theory that I didn't know the Palestra. Um, if they lose to Indiana, it will, there will be a drastic difference in what their NCAA tournament seed was going to be before this four game losing streak. If they lose to Indiana well, no shit. after. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think, this Ohio State basketball team, and, may, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think this. You're wrong. I don't think this Ohio <laughs> State basketball team is good enough that they would rather hit a low point and be like a six. Seed oh yeah, they're not trying to be a two seed and have and get to play Norfolk State. Here's in what the I'm first saying. Round. I'm saying Chris Holtman knows the landscape of college basketball right now. He does. He knows that we go on a little five game win streak. We're back in the top five. So. Depends who you play. Who they play so, in that five-game win streak? They, we, we got some. We got some. Oh my God! They're third to up. last of the Big Ten right now. That Dude, is ugly. Four Can't games. look at the standings. Can't look at the standings. So, oh, and Michigan State, well, who everyone said sucked, four zero. And well, we told you that they don't yeah. suck. Um, Good theory by us. But, uh, but yeah, I'm just saying that Holman knows that 
it's not he's not digging himself too deep of a hole. That's all I'm saying is he knows that the ceiling of this team is still a two, maybe even a one seed because of the landscape of college basketball. You tell me who's set in stone as a one seed. Gonzaga. That's it. Louisville will be a one seed. Why? Kansas will be a one seed. Why? Why them over Michigan State or, or us or Ohio State? Well, they don't have three-game losing streaks, and they're going to be in the top five the rest of the season, I, I would say. Louisville, you don't, Louisville's going to play, going to have to play Duke. They're going to have to play all these t- You don't think they're... I mean, Duke maybe, but, a loss, a lo- but a loss to Duke is not as impactful as a loss... Well, I guess Wisconsin is Wisconsin, but... No, exactly. They, once you get the conference play, every loss is almost weighted the same. Embrace debate. And this goes with this argument we're saying. Is Ohio State a basketball blue blood? No. What? No. Yeah. Okay. It's not a debate. So, Ohio State... Yet. With the same record as a Louisville? Or Ohio State with a little worse record? Like, Louisville's going to get the bump. Whoa, 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 whoa. That's not... That's not a thing. I think it's a thing. The same reason Oklahoma got in the tournament with Trey Young that one year. No, 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 no. That's different. That's, I'm saying seeding-wise. Seeding-wise, they will, they will favor Louisville. They will favor... Well, I will say that there was a year where Michigan State, with everyone thought they were going to be a one seed, they ended up being a two seed with an easier road. So sometimes, yeah. like... They, that's what I'm they, saying. Like, they... they I, I hear what you're saying. I don't think... I mean, we talked to... If you guys listen to the Coach Mott interview, he talked about how... All he wanted, to, and he knew they were going to be a number one seed. All he wanted to do was not play, not play Xavier, his where he came from, and they ended up having to play Xavier. So like, people think they, th- teams have a say in stuff. I, I think in, col- in the college football playoff to make the playoff, I think that they think about the ratings. I really think they do. But I, the one seed versus the two seed, do ratings really matter like that? I don't think so. Yeah, those true. teams, because in theory, those teams would be playing each other, so it doesn't matter. Right. Right. Uh, I get what you're saying, though. But I, I... I get what you're saying. I was just about to say something that was really intelligent, and I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like that happens a lot. Oh, God. What was I going to say? Um, oh, yeah. Holtman. When we, we asked him... <laughs> we at, no, because you said Mod, and I thought of Holtman. Um, did you know they both coach at Ohio State? You and at Ohio State. And me. When we asked Holtman, like, do you check... Lenardi, do you check... I did that for All that stuff. He said he asked... Like, you would do it, and you would tell him whatever. He's... He's either checking more than he's ever Stop. checked right oh now. Oh, my God, or, you're insane. Wait, listen. No, 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 no. Or no. checking less than he's no, ever no, no, checked no. before. No, you no. No coach in America looks at the brackets he right admitted, now. He admitted that he looked at it throughout the season. When you're a bubble team. I, I, I think there's I would definitely bet, curiosity. I will bet. Especially with your theory. I don't bet, but I will. Especially with your theory that he's slowing him down. Okay, okay, All right. Especially with your theory that he's slowing him down on purpose. He's definitely checking how that's impacting. If you're hopping on my theory, I'm, then I'm with you. I'm now on your theory. Okay, okay, all right. I'm, I'm riding shotgun on your theory. Um, no, if, no. I, if he's doing that theory, which he's, he's not, not, then he's also probably checking what people are saying about – because there's definitely people right now who are saying, oh, if this tournament was tomorrow, Ohio State wouldn't be a tournament. Like, bullshit like that. No, he's no, no. definitely – We have one of the best resumes in I'm the country. Not, I'm not saying that. But yeah, there well, I'm just telling Doug at home that he's wrong. That. No – Gottlieb? <laughs> Doug Gottlieb. Here we go. A little tangent for you guys. No, no, no. We want him on. Don't D- say anything. No, bad. no, no. We're not having him on. Doug Gottlieb. Um, Doug Gottlieb. Uh, I was 18 years old, trying out for the Maccabi team, for the Nash- for the, the USA national Maccabi team, which is a team made up of all Jewish um, guys, basketball team that went to Israel and competed against the rest of the world. And it's basically the Olympics for Jews. 
Um, and or people of Jewish descent. And uh, well, that doesn't really. And, okay. and, and so, <laughs> so because he could be half Jewish and be on the team, I think. So, um, I tried out for the team. I was 18 years old, the youngest person trying out for the team. Um, uh, where the rest of the because the age groups were like U16, U18, like 18 and under, 16 and under, 14 and under. Those were the ages. I never tried out for the team. Um, and then the national team is 18 and up. So it was basically me and a bunch of pros trying out for this team. And I played really, really well. Like, really, really well. Okay. And and I got cut. I think because he had, he, like, there was definitely some politics involved. I didn't make it. But I went back. This was in August. I went back to school after that. I missed, I missed like, a week of workouts to do that. I went back to school. I got put on scholarship two days later. So maybe there was all. Blessing in disguise. Maybe it was all working together. Wait, who said, gave you scholarship? Mana? Yeah. So. Before your sophomore year or junior year? I was before my sophomore year. Sophomore year. Because Mana was gone. Um, so, yeah. That, who knows? If you would have stayed and played Maccabi, maybe he would have found a scholarship player while you were gone. No, I wouldn't have left the team, dude. No, but wouldn't, it, wouldn't you have been gone for longer? Because isn't it No, no, I would have. So, so. August were the tryouts, and then the next summer when we just had oh, workouts. Oh, it's the following yeah, yeah, summer. Yeah. Okay, yeah. got it. They would have, like, practice and stuff. I don't know if I'd have to miss anything because there, there were other collegiate players, too. You were allowed no, to play Maccabi? Dude, it's just like it's like, uh, it's like the Olympics? Yeah, I mean, it's like Carl Anthony Towns playing for the Dominican Republic team. It's like that. And missing college and stuff. Like, Jalen missed some workouts to play for the USA under-18 team. Yeah, remember when he got announced on the USA select team when we were with him? Yeah, that was cool. Or not? We were ju- we were just yeah yeah. All right. Before oh, we have a great. I think we're gonna say the same thing. We are bringing back a good friend to to uh, for this episode, um, John Threebler, John Diebler. Yes. And in honor of that, you heard that in the intro. Yeah. Um. In honor of that, we will be doing our. Should favorite we just shooters. Name, should we just name some of our favorite? Yeah, yeah, it's just we're gonna say like some favorite shooters, underappreciated shooters, the best shooters we ever saw, stuff like that. And yeah, and I don't know what it, like I got to see a lot of people up close and personal. I don't know Zoldan will probably. I've been to a lot me. of games. I've been to a lot of games, <laughs> but I'm saying and I've like, watched a lot of basketball. Workout wise, like no one compares to John Diebler. Like I've seen him make like 83s in a row. Basically, it seems like even what about, besides me, what about and this is gonna be the most. Ran- he'll tell you the this same is gonna thing. be the most random shout out our podcast ever gets. What about Eric Porter? Oh, my, he's unbelievable. <laughs> Eric Porter is definitely one of the best shooters I've ever seen. He made 107, 12, something like that. Something crazy. Threes in a row. For so those of you. No way Eric Porter's listening. For those my of high you school who don't know who he is playing teammate. with Joey. He was a year older than me. He walked out at Loyola um, and then transferred to a local Division three school. But the dude was, he's incredible. Be- practice shooter, like there was, uh, I mean, no one was on his level. And Sam Kuznetsky, too. We should give him a shout out, too. Yeah. Because Kuz was. I don't know if he's on Eric Porter level. Uh, me, me. Okay. So, last tangent. <laughs> Me, Porter, Coos, and Kurt Hansen. I don't know if you know Kurt Hansen. He was our sophomore coach and then was eventually a, uh, assistant on our varsity team at Deerfield. He, I do know that guy. He would always say it was a layup when he, he took a three. Right, and he was – he started Deerfield being good shooters, basically. Us four playing 42, I, I'm sure you know the game 42, where no, you shoot fine. it, you tip it in, it's worth points. If you make it, it's worth points, whatever, whatever. Those games were insanity. No one missed shots. Yeah. <laughs> it was so fun. Anyway, yeah, we're naming shooters – we like him for whatever reason, you know. Maybe it's even two K. Name like some Jared of you guys. Dudley. Jared Dudley, who we've I've talked about, underappreciated guy. The dude in two K is a ringer because he can guard fours and sometimes even fives, and he hits and he hits like. Wait, who? Jared Dudley. He's okay. on the Lakers. Okay. Dude's incredible. Okay. But what about you? We'll go tick for tack. Who you got? All uh, right, a great shooter. 
Uh, what about great shooter? I mean, stupid to stay, say Steph because I've watched Steph in person. No, Steph's incredible. I've it's, watched Steph in person. One hundred percent. Steph and Clay, we can group them together. Steph, they're incredible. I think Clay. I think best form ever. Clay I think Clay Thompson. might be the best sh- like shooter of all Catch time, and shoot but he doesn't Catch have the most shooter. complete game of all the good shooters. Catch and know? shoot shooter. Yeah, like yeah. Steph and Reggie Miller have more complete games, so they get the nod that they're better shooters. Ray Allen is a great catch and shoot shooter, but he could hoop. I'm trying to think of Buckeyes that, like, every time they shot three. Austin Grant Steph. Comfortable was going in. Cam Williams made a lot of threes. Cam Williams is he could shoot so funny you ball. Cam Williams, the best practice shooter ever, 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 best pickup game player ever, without a doubt. And we'll, when we talk to John, we're going to get his – what he thinks about um, these shooters and stuff, but he'll tell you um, Cam Williams in some of the drills that Ohio State had. We had drills that were called like the Celtic drill and two-spot shooting and star shooting and all this stuff, and Cam would, would just demolish these records all the time. And Honestly, me and Cam, we would always go at it just because, like, you know, it doesn't always translate to the game. You know, I, yeah. me and him, like, when you're wide open, you could make anything. But Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver, incredible. Gordon Hayward. What? In college, he... Okay. And before the injury, he would just that's, knock down, knock that's, down, knock down. I don't know if Gordon down. Hayward is quite – Jared Dudley's probably not either. But Yeah. Uh, who else? Uh, under J.J. Redick, dude's 35 years old, leading the – Underappreciated leading the, most threes and bulls history, Kirk Heinrich. Wow. Did you know Kirk that? Kirk Heinrich's like my favorite you player You knew that, ever. right? I mean, I know it because it was his birthday the other day. But Laurie Markkinen is now 10th on the all-time three-point shooting list no for the bulls. No shit, Just really? past Rose. Isn't that weird? Yeah, that is weird. Who uh, Who else – we throw out there uh, Duncan Robinson future guest of the show we're forgetting the best college shooter in the history of the sport Jimmer Jimmer yep wow unbelievable Jimmer Jimmer range imagine having a range named after you wow imagine that for a second Jimmer for debt nothing but net you know that song no teach me you just how made to Jimmer teach you me, just, teach oh, me yeah. how to Jimmer <laughs> I do remember that Jimmer for debt nothing but net 30 footers he raise and he always amaze Wow, look at you. Teach me how to jimmer. Teach me, teach me how to jimmer. Who else? Who I mean, else? we're just Who now else? now we're just naming if you're in the NBA, you're a good shooter. Well, okay, so we can name some some underappreciated guys that you don't like in college. Who are some of the best guys that I ever like Jalen, you don't think of Jalen as an unbelievable shooter, right? Obviously he makes shots. When he shoots it goes in though. The fact that he is shot fifty percent from three his senior year in college and then I worked out with him a couple of times when he was preparing for the draft. And then those were NBA threes. That dude's incredible. Any, I mean, any, any NBA guy shooting wide open shots is enough. If I make wide open shots all the time, then those guys do too. Um, Zach Levine's a very underrated shooter. He is because uh, everyone thinks of him as a dunker. But how about James Harden as a shooter? Every shot shooter. he takes is contested. Now, I mean, now we're really just yeah, yeah, naming yeah. NBA all. Well, let's try, to, let's try to get off the grid a little bit. Um, Amadeo De La Valle. <laughs> that's a good great one, shooter. Mark Loving was a really good shooter too. Um, <laughs> <Mark>. <laughs> Wait, I don't even remember the button. It's, okay. it's probably this one. <laughs> oh! <laughs> um, I love Mark, though. Miss Mark. Diebler. Diebler, obviously. <laughs> That's why we're doing this list. Um, good three-point shooters. Andrew Dockage at one point was making every other shot for Ohio okay. State. And then he, <laughs> then he dropped off the face of the earth and went one for seven in our NCAA tournament game because they were letting him shoot wide up. I'm trying trees. to think. Who else? College. That just, that we How about... Max Hooper played for Oakland and shot 242 threes a senior year. How many twos do you think he shot? Zero. Zero. Who was the g- made 40% of them. Who was the guy that had 130 points? Jack Taylor. Yeah, he's got to be a good shooter. Yeah, it just reminds me of Eric Porter making 100. Doug McDermott, amazing Dougie shooter. Dougie McBuckets. Dougie McBuckets, Former bull. amazing shooter. 
All right, I think that Joey likes. I think that wraps up. Uh, you said Dudley. Yeah. Who, who Dudley was deadly, deadly Dudley in 2K. Darius Miles, deadly in 2K. Yeah, those guys, the stretch fours that can make threes are just, it's a different planet. Like Laurie Marketed. <laughs> yeah. Like He's him. out of a slump. We give the man like some slack. I don't like him. All okay, right. I think Should we that, get to John Diebler? Yeah, let's th- let's get his thoughts about this. Let's get his thoughts. Quick shout out to Chase Young and Jeffrey Okuda who are joining Clutch Sports. Shout out Rich Paul who was told earlier that he shouldn't even be allowed to have an agency. And now, now he, just he gets is everyone. the best player in the world. He is another best player in the world. Would LeBron you be surprised if they were like, hey, Joey, we're getting all these Ohio State guys. We need you. That is a, not to rep me, but that'd be to cool, do right? what? To be a part of Clutch, I don't know. We should just get all of them on the podcast. Yeah, at once. Yeah. How about Kata? Where should we? How about wait, Kata, <laughs> after our interview with Kata last week, I, we were texting. I said, thanks. You know, he said, that was a blast, whatever. He said, you know what would be fun if you had two guys on at once? We are like, what are you we're talking like, about? We are like, Kata, we call you. Like, it's not that easy. We did do that with. And he said, no, no, you should have. Craft, you should have. Well, yeah, we had him in person, though. And then he was like, no, no, like Holman and Dockage would be so funny. I was like, you know, you are right, but it's impossible. So, Kate, if you're listening, we'll work on it for you, buddy. Okay, where should we watch the NFL draft in a couple months? Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say high street tees. No, try again. Threes, threes. Threes. Oh, threes. I had a 50-50 chance. They are our video sponsor. They are our before-the-interview sponsor, and they are the place to go for every sporting event and thing you want to watch on TV. If you have been going to the ga- to, for Ohio State basketball games, stop. It's not working. Yeah, or start telling us, and then maybe that'll change the mojo. We need to kind of reap the benefits of people going because of this podcast. So if you're yeah. going there... Do something different. Wear, like, your shirt backwards or something. Or, I don't know. Are students back yet? Mm-hmm. Students are back. Students are back. So now that you're back, <laughs> that you know what? That's what it was. Students weren't there. For what game? For the little losing streak. But now students are back. Yeah, exactly. Let's, Buckeyes are back. Yeah, let's just think of what yep. else. It was New Year. God, that dang New Year. Ohio State's not one in 2019. Shout out to wrestling, though. They won. They did. So, we're good. But... Go watch the games at threes above yes. high because now the students are back, the wins are back. You heard it here first. Students are back, wins are back. People ask, what can Ohio State do? Definitely bring the students back. Bring the students. All right, let's talk to Dealer. All right, buckle up. Bring the students back. Drive the lane. <laughs> we now welcome on, we now welcome back on returning guest to the Drive the Lane podcast, national TBT champ. And arguably the greatest, definitely the greatest Ohio State shooter ever. Arguably one of the best shooters ever, period. I don't know. It is arguable. It is arguable. Arguable. You're sitting, next to, you're sitting next to the other. You're sitting next to another good one. John <laughs> Threebler Diebler. JD3, what's up? What's up? Hey, am, I, am I the first no, person no, for this being no. the second? No. Dang it. Do you know who is? Dockage? Yep. Look, you're Why? you're such a you're such an avid listener. Thanks for listening. Why? Because we were we wanted a we wanted an update on Ohio, when they were when when Ohio State hoops. This was, feels like years ago when they were the number two team in the country. We wanted the inside <laughs> scoop. You know what, Dockage is the man. I love you, Dockage. If you're listening, and I have an excuse for not listening all the time. So you do. You have a better excuse than everyone else. I do. I do. Well, it's tied with Sullinger's excuse. Yeah, it's tied. Yeah, it's tied with Sully's excuse. Side <laughs> note: When we all get together, it's hilarious. 
I saw that you guys were all together on what New Year's. Uh, gosh, we've gotten together like three or four times, but when we do, I don't remember which day it was. It's it's hilarious. Yeah, it must it's be a like, riot. There's babies everywhere crying, <laughs> like bottles everywhere. It's, it's pretty fun. Who's better with the kids, you or Sullinger? Uh, oh my gosh. I mean, you can't ask me that, man. Of course, <laughs> I'm going to say me, but Jared's a fantastic father. Oh yeah, no, like, we're not. Jared is so awesome with his kids. And even with my kids, like, it's hilarious. Like, it's kind of like right when we get to one of our houses, we just, like, switch babies and we hold the other babies. And it's, like, and it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I, I would imagine you spent – you love your kids, obviously, but you spend you spend a lot of time with them, so it's nice to change change up the pace a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's great. <laughs> when you when you sit on, the, uh, sit on the couch with your kids, have you been keeping up with the Buckeyes? I, I try to watch every game. Um kids aren't allowed to watch tv yet so uh but i i definitely watch every game usually when they're napping or you know they're in the other room i'll have it on so i've, I've been keeping up been to a couple practices so it's, uh we're hitting a little rough patch but we'll be all right yeah what do you what do you think first let's go full season what do you think and then maybe we'll dive into the little skid we've hit what do you what are your your thoughts reactions on on the whole season so far um, I think that, I mean, obviously, you know, we were doing incredible in the beginning. We beat the quote unquote marquee games that we had on our schedule. We beat those teams pretty, pretty easily. But Joey, as you know, when you get into conference play, it can be tricky, especially when on the road. And, um, you know, I think, uh, honestly, we're not making shots. <laughs> so it's, uh, it's hard to win games when you don't make shots. I think our defense is still is good enough to to win these games and you know we're just hitting a little rough patch with with our shot making and obviously cutting back on some of the turnovers would would help but you know well i'm really i'm not worried i think we'll be fine yeah i th- it's it's funny you you just reassured how smart of a guy you are because i said the exact same thing earlier um in this episode i kind of said you know when it comes down to it guys that were making shots early in the year aren't making shots as consistently now and in basketball, you have to score points to win. So, you know, yeah, it, it, it's it's crazy how that works. You know, Andrew, from one shooter to another, you know how important <laughs> shot making is. Oh, Joey, my bad, my bad, Joey. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. You're yeah, good. definitely. When I get into a, a little bit of a shooting funk myself, it's tough to <laughs> tough to pull myself out of it. So I, I totally know what you're talking about. He is he is a great pickup stretch four, probably the best out there. <laughs> undersized That's, four. An hey, undersized four. Stretch four is the new thing now, so. I saw, <laughs> or Coach Mata actually recruited a, me very hard when we were in his living room. Yeah, we had uh, we had Coach um, give a, a recruiting pitch to uh, to Andrew as if he was a, a stretch four coming out of uh, coming out of high school, and, <laughs> and, and, and Zolden committed on the spot, so that was pretty exciting. Yeah. There you go. Coach Mata can have that effect on people. <laughs> I said I want. 50 grand, and he said, you know we don't do that here. You'll get it on the back end. And I said, all right, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my man. goodness. Just amazing. I, we, we were joking about this earlier. Kada um, said that he really thinks it would be cool if we had, like, if we interviewed two guys at the same time that, you know, you know had something to do with each other. You know, like, he threw out, like, Dockage and Holman would be really funny together because it would give a chance to – say all the stories that we had and yada, yada, yada. I think you and Coach Mata together 
would be unbelievable. Oh, gosh. We, we actually, Coach Mott and I talk quite often on the phone, and we do have, we have some funny, some funny stories. Him and his family stopped by one of the last times. They were here for the holidays in Columbus, and they all stopped by the house to see the kids. And Coach Mott is great, man. He's the best. You know that, Joe. He's oh, awesome. Yeah, without a doubt. He, uh, yeah, we, we still think that besides you and Kraft, he was our, our favorite interview we've done so far. So I know you said you, you have a great excuse for not listening to it, but that might be one that I'll you I'll have to go check that one out. It's, I will. It really is. It really is good. It's probably nothing like your your ride with uh um with him and Kraft. There probably weren't that stories being told, but but he will he did not hold back. It was it was awesome. Well Barb was in Mrs. Mata was in the car as well. So yeah, it she, couldn't be too she too was crazy. uh Outside, you, you, if you watch it on YouTube, you can actually see her like with the dogs outside <laughs> on the funny. phone during the video. Their dogs are hilarious. Yeah, their dogs are so funny. Yeah, no, it was a blast. But let's get back to you. You told us when, um, you know, when we were chatting before we started the interview that you just had knee surgery, which means you're coming back. You want to make the announcement that you're coming back right now? I'm. I mean, I have to get healthy for the summertime for the TBT. Okay. I think we're we gonna. So, do we have permission to tweet something like breaking news? Breaking news: John Diebler is recovering from meniscus surgery. Expects to play and defend his crown for the TBT this summer. You, you can tweet whatever you would like. Oh wow! Okay. <laughs> John <laughs> Diebler says Jared Solinger is a better parent than he is. <laughs> See, you, you can, again, you can tweet whatever you like. <laughs> okay, I if mean, we're we talking. We had a Twitter dispute between, uh, I think, Dallas tweeted that I was, he tweeted congratulations to me for going back overseas, and I was like, what are you talking, he totally did that on purpose, and I was like, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> so, I did see I'm that like, today. Okay. You are the, the king, if you don't follow, if you don't follow John on, on Twitter, he's the king of, uh, I wouldn't call it, the, you're not the grammar police, you're like the hands police, right? Yeah, it's our hands, our game that we play. Right. Hands. So we're you like want to you want to explain that? Yeah, yeah, explain I mean, that. If you mess up, if you like do anything stupid, we get to we get your hands where you just basically get to smack the other person's hands. Like hands, I get to smack your hands. And it's so and if it's, you're tweeting and you mess up, that's hands. It if is. You come quite to my game. house or you're in a workout. If you're in a workout and you're wearing Nike and Adidas, that's hands. Right. And the, the Joey rules, got hands. The Didn't you get hands? I did get hands. The rules of, first of all, it's basically anyone that John comes in contact with is a part of the game, whether you like it or not. And then also, <laughs> there are no rules. It's whatever John wants. So if I make a some bad... Some say I make the rules. And some say I'm the most petty when it comes to hands, but I still think it's Dallas Lauderdale the third. Well, see, I'm I'm much closer with you than Dallas. So when <laughs> it seems like it doesn't matter what I say when I'm with you. My hands get slapped, but that I mean, I mean hey, stop, it's my stop fault. Stop That's not up, your fault. Yeah, stop messing up. Yeah, well, I will say the one thing that I didn't mess up was when I um, beat your record in the Celtics drill. So um, I'll always have that. Don't think there's proof of that, but <laughs> there's there's so much proof. I'll call Coach Draghi right now and we'll get that sorted out. But no, we we do we want to get to um, the guts of this um, interview and talk about some of the best shooters that you've ever come in contact with. You, we, some of the guys that we said were guys like unappreciated guys like JJ Redick. Obviously, he's incredible, but now he's like, you know, he's the highest shooting, highest percentage wise in the NBA at 35 years old. Like, that's pretty remarkable. 
um, and he doesn't yeah. get enough credit. Are there? And then we also talked about like Cam Williams, who I'm sure you'll agree with is one of the best practice shooters that I've ever seen, just in terms of, you know, yes, he was a great game shooter, but he was making 80 or 90 percent of his wide open threes on the move, off the dribble, whatever, in workouts. Are there any guys that come to mind when when you think of great great shooters? And I already said uh, another underrated player, Steph Curry. So <laughs> can't, uh, yeah, I mean, you can't you use can him. Talk about him a little bit, I guess. I mean, you know what is crazy though? Like everyone, there's like different, there's different types of shooters. You know, like you look at a guy like Clay Thompson. Clay who was in my draft class, and I remember seeing him work out at the combine when I was at the combine because we came in the same one, same draft class. Like I was like, man, this dude. Like even when he misses, like you could just tell some people are like great shooters. You know? Yeah. His misses He's like, look man, like his misses are like jumpers so pure. Like it's like his misses, like every shot looks like it's going in. So yeah. Clay, I think Clay is one of the greatest shooters ever. Obviously, I mean he's incredible, but just his mechanics and his shot preparation is unbelievable. But um, guys that like I've played with or played against, um, there's one Wayne Ellington, my freshman year when he was at North Carolina. I think he was a sophomore, maybe a junior. I don't know. His his mid range game is incredible. It was so smooth. So he was a he was a great shooter, and a lot of people wouldn't think that you know that's a great shooter, but he he was. Yeah. Um, you know some guys overseas like J.C. Carroll who plays in Real Madrid. He's you know an unbelievable shooter. You can look him up. He's just an incredible shooter overseas. Um, even guys like you know like Will Buford. Like Will can really shoot, man. Yeah. Will can shoot it. And he doesn't get enough credit for how well he can shoot it. Well, that's what happens when you play with John Diebler. <laughs> <laughs> like, Will Will is his mid-range game. Like, Will can shoot threes. Um, but, like, his mid-range game, you know, off the dribble, everything. It's just he, he can really shoot it. Was there, a, was there a player that you watched – a lot of film on or maybe multiple players to kind of model your game after? Um, I, I mean, honestly, I, I liked watching J.J. Reddick in college. When he was in college, I thought he was pretty exciting to watch. Um, I mean, when I was younger, I was a huge Mark Price fan. Like when You're I was so old. Player, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. But Mark Price, man, he, he could shoot it. Um, but no, I did. There wasn't really like one person that I would like study. I just, as I got older, I guess I would pay attention to more detail of like how different people shoot. Like you watch Clay Thompson now, his footwork. Like I'm super big on watching people's footwork because I think your footwork is the most important thing when it comes to shooting. Like it doesn't. Everyone has a different shot from, you know, the upper body. You know, from the waist up, everyone has a different shot. Larry Bo- Larry Bird shoots different than Reggie Miller. Reggie Miller shoots different than Steph. You know, Ray Allen shoots different than Clay, but they're all considered some of the best shooters ever. So, I always watch people's footwork because it is literally like if you have great footwork, you can be a great shooter, no matter what is going on up top. I think so. It's my own personal opinion. Yeah, it doesn't. There's a lot. There's there's a lot of like non-negotiables. And I think you can agree when it comes to shooting, like you know your balance and your and your this and your that but like the way you f- follow through for example everyone does it differently but as long as you're yeah. you know it, assuming you're 10 totes to the rim and it doesn't really matter sometimes you know yeah. and it, and it you, as long you, as you're consistent and your footwork is good like you can be a really good shooter like 
You look at Larry Bird's shot, like Larry Bird does not have a good-looking shot. Reggie Miller does not have a good-looking oh, yeah. shot. But his footwork is crazy, and he shoots the same way every single time. Right, it's all about perfecting every, whatever you're doing. Every time. Because people, people will ask me, um, and I'm sure you probably got this even more than, than I did, but people would ask me, like, how did you become a good shooter? And it's not becoming a robot. It was just making sure that, uh, you know, reputation, you know, like, like practice makes permanent, you know? So, like, yeah. the more you're comfortable in whatever you're doing, the be- I mean, like, obviously your practice is everything. I think we're saying the same thing. It doesn't matter what, a, what the product looks like. But everybody's beef. Yeah, everyone's got different beef. Everybody's beef <laughs> is cooked, sold, and prepared differently, but everybody's got beef. Bend, you know, eyes, yeah. elbow. Like Bend eyes, elbow, follow <laughs> Some is USDA grade A. Some is Wagyu. <laughs> some is Kobe beef. Some is Impossible Burger plant-based. Some's just ground beef. Oh my Amadeo Della Valle had Impossible Burger plant-based beef. No, no, he had, he had uh, rigatoni beef. Hey. He's having a phenomenal career overseas. I, he really is, I, isn't he? And he's making he's so much great, money. Man. I've seen him overseas, and he's, you know, he's playing in the top team in Italy. Um, he's doing great. He's playing for Messina, the coach that was with the Spurs that just went over there, in Milan. So he's he's having a phenomenal career. Deebler, I have something uh, a little bit embarrassing that I need to tell you that <laughs> Joey doesn't even know this. Oh, geez. And I was too kind of – don't Chris uh, Paul just nutmeg someone for a layup. Sorry, I, we're just. I was sorry. I was too quote unquote oh starstruck when we interviewed you last time to bring it up with you. But do you remember the game against Penn State when you had fifty eight threes? <laughs> yes, I do. Okay, so I, I was like just getting into like video editing and photo editing and stuff like that, and I made a video of all your threes in that game, and the music playing was. Uh, you know the song like three, it's a magic number. Yes. And From the schoolhouse rock. Yes. yes. And the video was so stupid and so bad because it was like the least cool song ever with you making like a hundred threes and it was on YouTube for so long along with my Aaron Craft video that I made but I have taken both of them down. Oh. Because why did you take them down? Because I was like applying for jobs and I sent other YouTube videos. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. And wait, what's the song that's like? And I don't want the world to see me because I don't think it's, you're saying Iris. Yeah, Iris. Yeah, yeah, I did that. I did that for Kraft because I felt that he was very underappreciated. Oh my God! I'm glad you took that one. Yeah, down. the videos. Do you were, have the videos? I don't know how I would oh find them. I'm sure. I, I'm sure I could find them somewhere. Oh, but so but Diebler, I made a video of of your fifty eight threes against Penn State. Fifty eight threes. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's. Uh, that's incredible. Like, that's actually a really cool story. It is. Inc- it is incredible. You made fifty eight threes. I don't think. I think it would have been weird if I told you in that first interview. Second interview, I I'll bring up the weird stuff. I got a bunch of weird stuff <laughs> for Sully during the second. <laughs> interview. <laughs> you need to have Sully and I on at the same time. We can just give you guys all the tricks about babies. Change the diapers oh, and all. Yeah, we'll stuff. yeah we'll turn we'll we'll turn into a baby podcast and then we'll, you guys will be like our first guest. A one day a, a one time special baby podcast for any of those people <laughs> all, listeners out there. All the parents people. out there. Oh man, throw it in throw it in the Facebook groups. They'll oh man, that'll be our most listened to episode ever. Anyway, um, we before we let you go, a couple more questions. First one: Who are some of your favorite guys, college or NBA, to watch 
right now for whatever reason. It could be because they're a great shooter, they're fun to watch, whatever. Who are, who are some of your favorite guys right now? Because I know you get to watch a ton of basketball. Um, NBA, I mean, he's hurt, but, like, I love watching Steph and Clay. Uh, I mean, because, again, I, like, I don't just watch them making threes. I kind of watch, like, their preparation before they get the ball or how they move without the ball. So, those guys, love watching those guys. Um, gosh, I mean, I like watching the Lakers Clippers rivalry that they have going on right now. It's pretty, the NBA is fun this year, man. It's, it's pretty wide open. It's, you know, awesome to see. I like watching Luca because I played against him for two years overseas. Oh, wow. Who else do you like? Giannis? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you like Giannis and, yeah. and LeBron crazy and James story. Harden? All right. Listen, I got a crazy. <laughs> this is, this is crazy. Like, this is really crazy. So my first year was in Greece, right? My first year professional was in Greece. My very first game, we played against a second division team in Greece, and Giannis was on that team. He was like 14 years old. Oh my gosh! I, like I How, swear, was he good? Was he good? Like were you like? Oh, I mean, shit. He was like long and lengthy and athletic. He was a child, so I, me, were like, yeah, he's got potential, but. So how old were you? 22. It was my first year out. Yeah. Did you give him the business? Uh, I think I had a good game, but him, he was never guarding me. I don't know who he, he was. He wasn't, like, he wasn't like who he is now. So yeah, he was like the young, then. <laughs> young dude that <laughs> come. I played against him too overseas. Who who, who haven't you played overseas? Have you played Have you played <laughs> Ohio State guys? Uh, played against Dave. Did he guard you? Actually. Did he guard you? Uh, I think he did a couple times. This was. Gosh, five years ago when I played against him, him and Deshaun Thomas were actually on the same team. So I played both those two. I played Deshaun Thomas. That doesn't Thomas. happen often. No, it doesn't. I played against Kraft last year. Um, did you cry? Again. <laughs> did I cry? Did you cry? Was it emotional? No. Did you guys trade jerseys both, after? No, we actually both had terrible games. But afterwards, I picked them up and we came back to my apartment and had Pop John's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> that's oh, that's awesome. what the football team had after the loss. Yeah. Wow. You know. How about Ohio so, State football? What What are your opinions on that? I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I was mad about the game for like a week. Straight. We were talking. We were talking about how Ohio State fans were in a little bit of sports hell. You know. Yeah, it was a rough week for us. Rough week. Oh rough my week. Gosh. Sorry. We'll bounce back. So I have a question. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't want you to get offended by this. Okay. I th- I, I think. I so, you know, how I, I always say that, that Nick Saban and Urban Meyer are two of the best football coaches of all time. But if you don't do it at the right. highest level, then I don't believe you're truly the greatest. That's my kind of Coach K, <laughs> Cal Perry. That's my thought. Gino Ariema, like those guys. Do you think that you can't put yourself in the greatest shooter of all time conversation because you didn't do it in the NBA? Good question. Uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I, I guess I've gotten to play at the highest level outside of the NBA. Like, I got to play in the EuroLeague overseas where I played, you know, Deshaun and Luca. Um, so, that's pretty cool. I mean, I shot uh, my first two years in the EuroLeague, I shot 50%. I mean, the last season, I didn't shoot 50%, so my percentage dropped. But I was the EuroLeague leader in the history for percentage in three-pointers. Which was kind of cool. Not anymore, but it was cool for two years. That is cool. Um, so, I mean, that's that's the best league outside of the NBA. So, that's pretty cool. But, I mean, I'm sure there's, like, 
some incredible shooter who's probably only played high school basketball. That's yeah. like unbelievable. Yeah, you're, you ta- know? you're talking to him. Man, so, you played college basketball. I was talking about no, Andrew. He's talking about talking me. Andrew. Come on, man. <laughs> oh, Andrew. Well, yeah, Andrew's the man. That goes without saying. He's <laughs> so, probably a better shooter than you, Joey. He probably is because I haven't touched the ball in forever, and he I, plays every every day at six in the morning. Yeah, I'm getting up in a couple hours to play. I know, and and your boy Dockage actually has proof of this. So, um, I didn't shoot in like three and a half weeks, and I went in and shot with Dockage one day, and we did the drill. He said it's called the Warrior Drill. Where you basically shoot until you miss two in a row. If you miss two in a row, you're done. Yeah. So I did that. Did you get 103? I got 243. Oh, 200. It's like riding a bike. You guys have no, whoever's listening, you have no idea how hard that drill is. Um, And it's three pointers, it's not free throws. So if you you make one and then miss two, you're done right away. Right. My my record's like 88 in that. So that goes to show you. How long did you shoot for? I, I don't know. I was exhausted. What about the f- what about the? F- you started in 2019. DJ Walker was like DJ Walker was like snapping it, and I was even like I, don't, I think I blacked out. Like Will Ferrell, like I blacked out. How do you know how many? I don't know. What do you know how many threes you've ever made in a row? Oh, uh, my record's 49. Do you know what my friend's record is? What? 107. That's unbelievable. Division three basketball player, 107. He's the be- He's one of the best shooters I've ever that seen. That actually goes perfectly with the question I just asked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Eric Porter is one of those guys, 100%. Incredible. That's Insane. incredible. There's a video of it. I'll send it to you. It, you don't have to watch the whole thing. It gets sped up, but, like, he every single make is on this tape. It's insane. That's awesome. Diebler, yeah. I got I to take for you, and you can tell me I'm an idiot because you will know the answer to this question more than most. Okay. So – Second best league in the world is the Euro League. Yes. Are the second best players in the world in the NCAA? Ooh. Wow, another good question. Second best players in the world in the NCAA. Are they in the like, NCAA or are they in the Euro League? Is, is Zion? It, no, dude, dude, no. Euro League is like no. <laughs> it's just a Euro question. Is a way. Don't get offended. Yeah, no, it's no, dude. Like, man. Um, so, like, what's Euro Job League doing in the Euro League last year? What's he doing? Yeah. Well, that's not fair. Well, that's my question. The second best players in the no, world, no. what league are they in? You tell me if I'm I mean, wrong, John. This way, Doncic averaged yeah. like 16 points, 17 points. He's averaging 30 now. Yeah. I was. What I was going to say is there might be a handful of guys in, in the NCAA that would be incredible in the EuroLeague, but top to bottom in the EuroLeague. Yeah. Is, I don't think there's anyone in the NCAA that could be incredible in the EuroLeague. Well, right now, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, well, like, it's also grown men. You're right. It's grown and, men. And the rules are different. Like, all right, take a guy, Porzingis, right? Yeah. Porzingis didn't even play in the Euroleague. He just played in Spain in ACB. Bro, he averaged like six points a game. Yeah. No, that's and he I, went to the league. Still league. And the difference is like, like those guys, like they're playing against grown men. So you're playing against guys who are bigger, stronger, faster. You know, okay, they might not be younger than you, but more experienced. They know all the tricks. There's no illegal defense, so if you can't shoot, it's tough. Yeah. So then, why aren't there why aren't there guys in the Euroleague that the Lakers or the Clippers are pulling in the off season, pulling pulling for one year, but but it not not really. I feel like those are failed experiments when they bring the Miloses and guys like that. The Miloses. Milos. I mean, he had, dude, he had he wasn't bad though. There. I mean, I, and also the other thing is those guys overseas, 
they're making so much money that the guys in the NBA are like, oh, yeah, we'll bring you in on a non-guaranteed deal or give you, you know, league minimum. They're like, why would I take 600000 when I'm making – Two million dollars, uh-huh. and they and they're from there. Why would they leave home? Well, but there's yeah. NBA, but there's a lot of M- former NBA guys and college players like, like yourself also. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, it probably depends on if if they're. It probably depends it's on if different. it's like I their mean, dream is America, to play in the NBA or not. You know that probably matters. Yeah, but for us and for us in America, it's like, yeah, you want to play in the NBA, but for people in Europe, it's like all oh, Euroleague is like the top. I mean, obviously they watch NBA and NBA is amazing, but. For them, it's kind of like how often do European basketball? They have a better chance of like getting to Euroleague, and like that's their top league over there. Right. And it's, I mean, look at the coach. Like the coaches are in the NBA that are going to Euroleague. You know. Yeah. Guys that have played in Mike James played with the Suns. Now he's in Euroleague. Like there's a lot of Nando DiColo played with the Spurs. Now he's in Euroleague. Like there's so. Is he in the Euroleague? Yeah. He's back on. Is he on yeah, Real Madrid? He left the NBA to go to Barcelona. Right. Yeah. Barcelona. Yeah. 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 It, I. I. I obviously know way less than you, but what I do know is that the obvious reasons for not going to the NBA seem to be, one, money, like you said, and then, two, I think what goes a long way is being – it's just like if you're from, you know, Chicago, like you might want to play college basketball more in Chicago than somewhere else. You know, just like you – Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Imagine being 18 years old and going going – over, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. All I mean, right, one honest, more, yeah. one more dumb Andrew question for you that I actually love these questions. Definitely not a dumb question. They but make I mean, people think. Tough, like it's hard, it's hard for players from you know take the lockout year for example, like the year where I got drafted and they had a lockout and all those players went overseas. Like a bunch of them like got cut, <laughs> and then yeah. they ended up signing deals in the NBA because it's just not that the Euroleague is better. It's just a, a different game. Yeah, it's different. There's all you know. There's more, way more space in the NBA. I think Doc just came out and said he's like, it's way easier to score in the NBA than it was in Europe. Can I just say, um, I love that you keep throwing in there that you got drafted. That's that's pretty cool. Do you ever think about like how cool that was? You know what? I honestly don't think about it that much. Did you go to the draft? Because I know there's a picture of you getting your jersey. Mm-hmm. No. No, that was when I went to Portland. They flew me out to Portland after. Did you, Did you get you? any money from that? No. Second Did- round pick, you get no money. You get a jersey. Did you think you were going to get drafted? Um, I thought there was a chance. I mean, I did mine, like, a little different. So when I signed with an agent, I, like, told him, I was like, listen, like, I'm realistic. If I'm going to get drafted, it's going to be late second round. So don't schedule me, like, 13 workouts for, like, all these teams. I was like, who's who's the 10 teams in the second round? I want to work out for them. Like, the 10 teams in the end of the second round. From 50 to 60, I'm working out for those teams. So I did. I had like eight workouts, and I actually agreed to go into camp with Phoenix. I had a, my best workouts were Phoenix, Memphis, and Portland. And I actually really thought that Memphis would draft me because I that was my best workout. And Mike was there, and I remember talking to Mike, and Mike was like, "Hey, we love you." Who were some and of the guys that you worked them. out with? What's the What's the end of the Phoenix story, too? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, the Phoenix one. So they like, didn't I'm have edge a second Oh, that's a terrible <laughs> ending to that story. I was thought they were going to be like, and, they, and I got drafted instead. Yeah. Oh yeah, you got drafted instead. That's what happened. Well, they they actually they were like, we don't have a second round pick, but we love John. We want him to come in to training camp when the lockout's over. And I was like, all right, cool, like deal, let's do it. <laughs> what so, about? And then yeah, I so. thought Memphis would draft me, but Josh Selby dropped super a ton, and ended up so like Adam Silver was like. 
it was a 50 whatever because i think they were one pick ahead of portland or two pick i don't remember they were like josh and i was like oh my god they're gonna draft me <laughs> they're like josh selby and i was like oh because i was like oh, i would have got to play with mike or you know got to try out for the team with mike because i had a great workout and they were terrible at three-point shooting that the year before um but then portland was like hey we want to draft john and we were like no that's okay we're gonna go into camp with phoenix and they drafted me anyway <laughs> where'd you watch the uh the draft because uh, I'm going to plug one of our sponsors. You should have watched the draft at threes above high because they didn't exist. Yeah, but you're the best three point shooter ever. Threes above high. All right. That's a good, that's cool. How you just did that. Thank you. He's a professional. professional. <laughs> so wait, where'd you watch the, where'd you watch your draft? We watched it up at the lake at our parents' place up at the lake. Just like me and my family and my fiance at the time. Was Kraft there? Kraft was not there. <laughs> What a jerk. <laughs> it was cool. I mean, like, it's cool to hear your name called, but at the end of the day, like, honestly, it's probably better that you go undrafted than to be a second round pick. <laughs> what a, um, then, then you can work out for whoever you want. So, like, I got drafted. Well, they own my rights for, like, I think the Bulls own my rights now. Yeah, they do. Out. Remember when I texted you? You're like, what are you talking yeah, about? <laughs> I found that out on Twitter. You could have, like, an Andre Ingram moment with the Bulls. Like, I'll be, like, 45 years old, and no. No. No, I just mean, like, <laughs> make a bunch of threes for the Bulls, and we'll be at the game in the front. Oh. I mean, yeah, that'd be cool. I'm going to be a trivia question. Who was, Car- who was the guy, that, the random guy that was traded with Carmelo Anthony to the Bulls? That is very oh. random and cool. No, 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 we – oh, yeah, you were. Yeah, you're the answer to the greatest trivia question ever. Ever. Wait, okay, my last my last question, okay? Would, Just an interview of last question. Would any NBA player outside of Cristiano Felicio, who I don't even know if you know who that is, he's the worst player of the Bulls, but would, <laughs> would any NBA player probably played him. win NCAA Player of the Year right now? Would any NBA player? What kind of every... Would every NBA oh, every, player? Would every, every, any? You would, said any. Well, would any in, of the yeah, NBA players? Well, obviously LeBron would. would but I'm saying like, no, if, not every. Not if you put Kyle Korver, if you put Kyle Korver on Duke right now, does he win National Player of the Year? No, I don't think so. Who is the National I mean, Player of the Year right now? On, like, a lot of that's based on like situation. You know, what kind of system the team runs, or you know, there's just so many factors. What about so what about if you put Kyle Korver on Ohio State right now? Do, are we the national champions? I mean, I think we have a chance now. Regardless, but yeah, that would definitely help <laughs> put us over the edge. <laughs> I would say that would help tremendously. Oh man! All right, we're gonna be fine, man. We I, we got a little funk. It's gonna we're gonna snap out of it. Everyone goes through it. And at the end of the day, you wake up and you're still an Ohio State stop. fan, so you're lucky. Exactly. Yep. Everyone acts like we're like. Like 0-11. The sky's not okay, falling. That's how I've been acting. <laughs> you should have seen. Oh, my God. You should have seen me. You don't want to be peaking right now anyway. You want to peak in March. Okay, last thing, and then last thing, <laughs> and then we'll let you go because you just you just brought up um, a funny thing. My theory, and this is, you know, you know, you know me very well to know that I'm a very sarcastic and stupid, dumb, no way. Guy. Yeah, exactly. Very dumb and stupid in hands. So, so, <laughs> so <laughs> here's my here's my theory, and you tell me and you tell me how crazy it is. You remember a couple of years ago when Michigan State was really really good with Denzel Valentine, and then he had a mysterious knee injury, and they started losing games, and then they ended up peaking in March and doing really well. Yes. 
and and Titus would always say that they are that Izzo would do that on purpose so that they did so that they would peak at the right time, right? Yeah. Holtman's doing the same thing right now. You think so? I think so. <laughs> I w- I think so. I think so because I just want to believe that that's the reason. That's that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I would love to believe that. I don't know. I don't know if he's. Nah, I don't know. I mean, I would love that if that's what he's doing. Then more power to him. And it's gonna, you know, we're gonna have the results in March. But he's man, we're fine. We're fine. Every everyone needs to calm down. And you guys know we're gonna be good. Yeah, we're gonna be good. Big Ten stuff. College basketball. This is probably one of the most exciting years in college basketball in a long time because there's no dominant team. Totally. But there would be a dominant team if Kyle Korver was out there. <laughs> Joey, you love Kyle Korver. I do love Kyle Korver. He was a great bull. And he, I mean, like, come on. So were you, so you, John. When I was in, yeah. Who's the best? <laughs> who's Yeah, who's uh, that's a very, that's a embrace debate. Who's a better three-point shooter in Bulls history? John Diebler or Kyle Korver? Diebler never probably missed. Actually, Dude, you never missed a three. Made ne- one well, you never missed. You never missed. All right, go take care of your kids. Wait, John, were you a captain? <laughs> were you a captain on the basketball team? At Ohio State? Yeah. Yeah. All right, I'll see you in a couple weeks. Oh, wait, when's that? 31st. Is it? Yeah. Did you not RSVP with Debbie yet? Of course I did. <laughs> I'll, I'll be in. Uh, I'll be in Denver, so I'm not. Yeah, he's not. Zolden's not my plus one. So, Joseph, you're just coming by yourself. I'm. My sister is a sophomore. I'm bringing her. At Ohio State, oh, she's sophomore. Nice yeah, that's nice of me, right? If you ever need a babysitter. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Yeah. When they get a little bit older. When they get a little bit older. Yeah, because she has. She, she she's not cut out for the the infant life. I don't think. Oh. You gotta come see my kids, man. They're I hilarious. That's what I'm saying. I'll, I'm coming. I'm, I'm probably gonna be there on the 30th. I'll, I'll come over. Absolutely. You're gonna 100% come over. Okay. See my baby. Awesome. Can't, cannot right, wait. All right, this was. You're the man. Thank you. You guys, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to. Can I be the first three peat guy on the pod? We talked about Duh. that too. You have to come on a third time because that's the whole, the that's the whole deal. It's the whole deal. Let me know when. <laughs> All right. All right, buddy. Three's a magic number. Talk right, to you bro. later. Peace, buddy. See ya. John Diebler, we love him. Second time on the show. He'll have a third time on How the many show. How many? I would bet well, my life on that. And then we have to stop after his third time because three. Yeah, that's funny, actually. I, I, uh, how many, how many, how many, uh, how many, Recurring guests that we had now, two, Dockage and him. We called we called Brunson. Oh yeah, and we had Joshua Perry and Times Powell on the live show. Okay, so we've Diebler's our second. Yeah, Diebler's our second like interview, full episode recurring yeah. guest. Congratulations, your shirts at the bail, John. Yeah, if the shirts are this. coming. The, the, the design sh- is finalized. Well, the shirts are coming, but the recurring guest part of my take esque shirt is also coming. The shirts are coming. And they're not backing down. Oh, my God. Did you see the LSU hype video yeah. for the game? Are you hyped? Oh, my God. I was like, someone find me a brick wall so I can run through it. We'll give, we'll give a quick prediction because this is coming out on Monday, but people listen out listen throughout the week. You want to go first? You go first. No, mine's a little more out there, so you go. God, I think it's coming down to the fourth quarter, and I think – Now I don't want to bet against Clemson because they – 
Everett lost. Well, whatever ever. you pick, you'll be wrong. So true. And I want LSU to win, so I'm taking Clemson money line. All right, great. Uh, Clemson wins. Clemson wins on a field goal. Okay, I. Here's what my heart 100% wants me to bet on LSU or bet. Jesus, I'm not even gonna be betting on the game because I don't. Uh huh. Uh-huh. My heart wants LSU to win so bad. Like more, especially now. I hate Clemson. I do not like Dabo Sweeney. Trevor Lawrence is like an ugly girl, and like, I just. Well, I hope you don't I, think he looks like a hot girl. That's true. He looks like a cute girl. Yeah. yeah. Is that more of a is that more of a diss? Probably. I don't you're know. a cute looking girl, Trevor Lawrence. We're getting anyway. weird now. Um He looks like a But slug. my mind my mind, I think Clemson's gonna win, like and maybe even big. Like oh. LSU huge letdown. I don't know. LSU's gonna win. Oh, I want LSU to win. My prediction is forty game. 42-38 Clemson, unfortunately. Oh, so a touchdown's gonna win it? Or LSU isn't going to score at the end. Trevor Lawrence, will they'll be on the four-yard line. Trevor He's Lawrence will have an RPO in. that he Fuck runs in. Piece of shit. Yeah. God, so good at running. His hair looks amazing. You know whose fault it is that Ohio, that it's the football team? If they'd have won, there would be no pressure yeah. on Ohio State yeah. to win. Fucking dick. And you know why they lost and then we'll exit? Why? Because Master Teague was not ready for the bright lights. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, remember to use our, our promo code, DTL15, for 15% off your order at High Street Tees. Of course, like, subscribe, share, leave a review, talk to us on Twitter, talk to us on Facebook. We want to hear from you. Buckle up. Yeah, please reach out to us. Send us screenshots of you buying stuff on High Street Tees. Send us the shirts are coming soon, but still buy stuff Tweet now. us. We, uh, within the next, I don't know, three episodes, we'll be answering questions again, so be ready with questions. Yeah. Um, yeah so we love it, hearing from this you. Show, if Ohio State doesn't win in their next two basketball games, we might have to shut down the show. It's not possible. To shut down the show? Ohio State, don't even edit I'm just, we might have to shut down the show. You might Why not are be we able. ending on this? Why are we ending on a note like this? It's not a negative note. No one listens New this year, long anyway. Guys, guys, still awesome to be an Ohio State fan. If you go to school there, you are blessed. With the best fan base and the best alumni base, you're going to do great in whatever career path you choose. You're oh, Being a Buckeye, there's no better thing. And if OKC's you ever, beating the shit out of Houston, which ever, is awesome. If you ever don't have success in life, it's because Holtman is humbling you a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Think, of it, think of it like Holtman is, is, he's got the puppets. He's a little puppeteer. Yeah, okay? puppet master. I'm also going to Dallas, if you guys are listening. I'm going to Dallas this week to, to talk to our good friend, to see our good friend Jalen Brunson play a couple games, so. Come back with a report on that. Me and Mark Cuban and hanging out with, with Porzingis and Luca would be fun. So you should you should see if anyone wants to come on the show though. If you talk to anyone, you know who will will Maxi Kleba. That's who we want on. Yeah, and we want uh, Luca. Speaking of Luca, have you seen Don't Fuck with Cats? No, incredible. Should we do a review like part of my take? No, no, that's but so dumb. you should watch it if you haven't seen. Have it. Have you seen Uncut Gems? Yeah, it's us. In 20 years. No, it's not. Oh, my God, it's not. <laughs> it's oh my it's God. us right now, except we do $4 parlays, and he does $75,000. $175,000. When Kevin Garnett was... Do you know how long it took me to realize that he owed all that money from gambling? Until the end of the movie. I was really? like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. How stressful was when Garnett was taking the opening tip? Oh, my God. If, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, go see it. Oh. Buckle up and drive the lane right to your local theater and see Uncut Gems. Well, no, Gems. Uncut Gems is not promoting this. So, we so can pirate give, it. We can give pirate it. it. Yeah, <laughs> fine, pirate it. 
Don't tell me. Don't tell us we sent it. All right, buckle up, drive the lane. LSU or Clemson's going to win. Go Buckeyes.